0: Coming up on this week's episode, Liam has a football story from his archives, Wonders of White involves Manchester United, and Talking Points features three surprise results from Sunday's fixtures. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode four of View from the Cylon podcast. It's Chris here and Liam is here. Hello, Liam.
1: Good evening, Chris. How are you doing?
0: I'm okay, mate. Uh, I can imagine you're rather like a Cheshire cat at the moment, um, <laughs> or I've not, it's taken not some sort two of days. yeah, or taken some sort of substance on Saturday night, and you just were <laughs> in a dreamland for 24 hours because uh,
1: yeah. I still don't believe it happened. I
0: mean, we'll come on to it, but I still don't believe it happened. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't think anyone believe it happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we've um, we've got some shock uh, scores in uh, in talking points this week. Um, so uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll get started. And Liam, I believe you've got a a, a quiz for me this week.
1: Yeah, so we'll uh, I'll ask you questions at the end. But I thought basically because the Champions League got drawn last week, I'm going to do a bit of a Champions League special.
0: Okay. Uh, so
1: at the end, I'm just going to give you five questions. Best out of five to see how well you can okay.
0: do. So I was like, I've really got no bragging rights in you this week because um, obviously, where Villa are in the league, uh, I'll just say, are Villa mentioned in your Champions League quiz? Uh, they're not. Just, I'll just they get that one be, because, you know, We have won it. We have won it before. Yeah, I'll, uh, but, I'll just get uh, that one in because I feel no. that's, that's probably the only dig I'm, uh, I'm going to be able to make this week uh, about Villa. So. Uh, um, well, we'll 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 start there with talking points. Um, Villa Park, um, shock result. I've written shock result, and and that, that's all I pretty much. <laughs> right. Um, I did, you know, Villa were fantastic. I don't think, don't think anyone can take that away from them. But um, Liverpool were absolutely woeful at the back. And uh, when it was 1-0, they were three or four really good chances, which I thought on any other day they probably would have scored. Um, but uh, I'm just going to let you have your moment, I think, here, <laughs> and uh, you can talk us through how you were feeling and uh, what you thought yeah. when you saw so the goals before, just going in.
1: Before I begin gloating and saying how brilliant we were, I, I thought it was probably a good idea to start with Liverpool as... Most people, like you say, I've seen this as a shot result, myself included. Um, Defensively, like you say, terrible. I don't think I've ever seen any Klopp side defend as badly as that. But I think a lot of it, and they did touch on it on on match of the day. The midfield, I don't know what you think, Chris. Obviously, Henderson um, and uh, Thiago. Was obviously ruled out with uh, he was in in quarantine. Um, There was such a lack of mobility and it gave us so so much time on the ball. Um, I don't, I've never, Liverpool, as you like, they've always got the press going on. That's how they win the ball back. They press you high up the pitch, don't give you any time to set. and, And normally, as we've seen so many times, it works for them brilliantly. And they, are normally on the other end of a scoreline like this because they can quite easily get five six seven goals in, in a game sometimes
0: yeah but
1: the, the midfield just for me went totally missing van dyke and gomez both had poor games obviously they made individual errors but they needed a little bit of help i think from from the middle of the park we just absolutely ran the show i mean i've Obviously, I've rated McGinn since we are in the championship. I thought he's been excellent for us ever since he joined. And we obviously know what Villa fans think about Grealish. But to absolutely boss a game against the champions like they did,
0: I'm
1: no possession stats on everything. We hardly ever, every time we got it, we were looking at going forward. It was like one pass and we were in, which is great from our point of view. I mean... To score seven goals in any was unbelievable and like you say, they had their chances at 1-0 and I actually, um, when we got the second goal, um, I was still a little bit nervous because uh, obviously then Salah goes and gets one back and I thought, oh God, here we go again because this happened against Liverpool last year, we were ahead and then in the last minute they came back and won the game. And I thought it was going to be another one of those. And then it seemed like the third goal went in and just every Liverpool head dropped. And I've not seen them do that before. I mean, I don't know whether you watched the game. I swore that I wasn't going to watch it. But as soon as we scored our first goal, I thought, yeah, (laughs) well, I'll give it a go. And I'm so glad I did. But we were absolutely phenomenal all over the pitch. I think our transfer have settled in very well. I was a little bit unsure about cash to begin with, because I've not seen that much of him for probably a good 18 months or so since Villa were in the championship. He's taken to it like a duck to water. I think he's filled that right back slot really well. Um, Barkley had an excellent game and on another day, probably could have had a hat trick himself. I think Watkins could have had five. He obviously hit the bar and he missed a one on one. It could have been I think 10 or 11. Fr-
0: yeah. well, that's the frightening thing, really, wasn't it? It wasn't just, you know, yeah. you scored seven, but you could have easily got into double figures. Um, but I think all round, um, it was a really, really good performance from, from Villa. Uh, Watkins, I think, he impressed me with, with his finishing, like the chances that he had he took. Um, I think Barkley kind of... Um, Gave you something different in midfield, maybe? I know it was his first game for Villa, but think some first game the link it was.
1: between him and Grealish, I think,
0: mm.
1: is something that we've got to look forward to this year, because they seem to be on the wavelength already.
0: Definitely, and I, it's, it's it's just very difficult to actually comprehend that, that Liverpool actually conceded seven goals in one game. I think you look back to last season on how confident they were at the bat with, Van Dijk and Gomez and um, I don't think anyone would have predicted the score before the game but deserved and uh, it's just that one of those cases was you know take your chance when it comes and you'll get rewarded for it.
1: Yeah and we, we more than took our chances I think you know you said just before we came on air a few of our goals were deflected Um, and yes they were we we did get a bit lucky on a couple of them I think begins volley I don't know whether it's going in or it's on target but big deflection on that one and Grealish's first goal there's a big deflection on that one but I think even if you if you don't include them it's still five to so (laughs) yeah
0: yeah. it's
1: not like that didn't win us the game but um, yeah it certainly did help I was so pleased with the way we played and we looked you know confident that it's not a confidence that I've seen in a Villa squad for a long time. So long may it continue.
0: (laughs) Just um, briefly, just before um, we go on to the next bit, um, the the goalkeeper, Adrian, come under a lot of, um, you know, a lot of pressure um, from people after that game. Um, I know we made the mistake for the first one, but I I did think for, you know, for the majority of the goals that went in, there was not really a huge amount you could have done. No, Um, no, I... And it, it just seemed, it just, sorry, sorry, it just seemed like he was like he was the scapegoat for Liverpool fans trying to almost defend Van Dyke and Gomez, because um, yeah, you yeah. know Liverpool fans are like Van Dyke's best defender <laughs> in the world, and they kind of like pushed it onto Adrian a bit. And I, I personally don't think that the majority of the goals that went in, he could have done anything about. Like like you said, deflected goals, is there's not a lot you can really do. All oh, right, the no, first goal, nothing. the first no. goal was was a huge mistake on yeah, his part. I mean, but,
1: he's, a, he's rusty, you know, isn't
0: he? He hasn't yeah.
1: played for a while. Um, but yeah, it, one individual error for the first goal, but the the rest it's hard to
0: blame him. Yeah, yeah. Blame him. yeah. I just thought it's for me, it just seemed like they were using him as like escape, you know, escape to to put it on him rather than their more senior players, should we say? But Fomeni was awful as well. I'll just put that in there. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> and at the start of the game as well, I've, I've got a I've got a lot of um, friends who are Liverpool fans, and uh, but the start of the game, I was saying like he always has a good game against us. He might not always score, but he's I've, I've always rated him, and I, I do love watching him play. He's not a natural goal scorer, but the work rate he puts in and the things he does, it reminds me of like a almost like a Dennis Berg camp where it's yeah like a lot. of goes through him even if he doesn't get the glory, and he just didn't turn up. It's just, really? I don't. I think I heard his name mentioned once, and that was it. But yeah, very strange one. it would be interesting to see how Liverpool bounce back from that.
0: We'll see. But we'll move on to the second strange game. Uh, so uh, the the, the Man United Tottenham uh, game. There was a few incidents in here that we could talk about. And um, first off, um, you know, well played to Tottenham a fantastic game Um, but unfortunately it's it's Man United that we're actually probably going to talk about here. Um, The first one is the sending off for Martial uh, which is probably one of the weakest sending offs I've seen for a while especially for it to go to VAR. VAR say that it's a sending off I I thought he was particularly unlucky or if he's going to Send one off. I think you have to send the other off as well because uh, Mela definitely.
1: have got to
0: do the same. Yeah, it just, it just seemed like it was a very one-sided decision. And I and you have to say like the the sending off it it changes the game. I know Tottenham were pretty much on the on top of it, but you know Maynard would have to play the rest of the game with ten players. You know, it, do the math and only takes yeah. a couple of chances for Tottenham. Uh, I thought that was. A, a really, a, for, for it to go to VAR and VAR say it was, if, I'd like to see the interpretation that they took on it. That um, he he does catch him in the face, but it's it's Weed. it's more of a touch it than is. a a stroke yeah. of his face rather than a, a lash out. Um, Lamela, well, I don't think there's better.
1: any more malice in it than what Lamella did. <laughs> personally for me that's two yellow cards get on with the game or you know it's just it's the same punishment for both if you're going to send them off if you're going to send one off send both off um but yeah it did it did cost you i think it was that couple of minutes because they scored from
0: effectively
1: the the first attack after and then you really see what what a team is made of because you either use that to sort of galvanize you and, and give you a bit of encouragement to go on and try and get back into the game or you capitulate and they chose yeah,
0: latter, didn't they? I think. Yeah. Um, also, uh, another talking point from this game is Harry Maguire. Mm. Um, not, not really living up to that price tag, uh, I would say, and probably one of his worst, um, performances I've seen in the United shirt and probably a Leicester shirt as well, to be fair. Yeah. um, I don't know if you've seen the, um, the 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 bit on Sky Sports after the game where Patrice Evra basically said that he'd want to hand in his Sky contract just to say what he could <laughs> actually say because uh, obviously he was he was pretty cut up about it and you can yeah. see that. that and, but I think Harry Maguire was to blame for at least two or three of the goals here. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think his positioning at all is, is very good and, and sort of resting your own player off the ball doesn't help. I've seen him do that before as well. I swear it, it might have even been in an England game. I'm not sure. I, I swear he was like marking someone. He, he lost them. Didn't really look around to who he was marking and sort holding back his own player. I like think remember doing that before, but, um, and it was one position I thought that United would strengthen yesterday in, yeah. in the transfer window. And, it gets to eleven o'clock, and they've got Edison Cavani. <laughs> the Edison one, Cavani, one, the one and a in, winger from Atalanta. The the one, you know, the two positions that they're probably capable of without signing anyone, you know, you got Greenwood, Marshall, yeah. and Rashford, and you go and sign Cavani. I'm not saying Cavani isn't gonna, you know, do the business for me. You know, I don't. We don't know that until you know we see him play, but. He's not the player they needed. They they no. needed someone at the back. And I think it was clear to see throughout the main at the fan base that that's what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, to me,
1: it has uh,
0: strong echoes of Falcao. Yeah.
1: Um, I remember um, Louis van Gaal bringing in Falcao when options up front for Man United were plentiful. And I wondered what he was doing then. And it seems every year, like we're saying, Man United need to strengthen their defence and they don't. But having said that, I did see something um, earlier in the week that uh, other than Liverpool and Man City, I think Man United had the best defence last year, which did surprise me. But looking at, obviously, this game is is sort of highlighted everything that is wrong with Man United at the moment. Um, There is huge gaps in that squad. I think it's really unbalanced. Yeah. I don't know whether that's the right word to use, but no, it yeah, seems that there, it seems that you could pick six or seven of that team and make a strong case for them being absolutely world class players, and then the remaining side are just not. I mean, I don't know. That's I don't harsh. even know. If no, it's is, yeah, is, is harsh, but but whereas I mean, the Man United that I grew up with, every eleven players on the pitch and even the six or seven on the bench. You had strong cases for them being top players. They were all international, world class players. They could all come in and do a job, whatever the system that Fergie wanted to play. And mm. now I look at um, the score at half time. I think was was it two one at half time or three one at half time? Oh no, it was four, wasn't it? I think it was four, four yeah. by then. Yeah. And he bought on Fred and McTominay. <laughs> and I'm
0: thinking, you <laughs> know, you know if that off, was Fergie, yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, yeah. I, I, it
1: didn't. It just the the lack of depth is quite worrying for mm. you um obviously they don't have that up front but in case your well Bruno Fernandes is meant to be one of your best players at half time with um yeah bringing on Fred and McTominay just if I was in that Spurs team and we're 4-1 up at half time and I saw those changes being made I think right how many can we get Let's, exactly, you know, yeah, it's yeah. going to be easy for the second half. But, yeah, a credit to Spurs. They You know, they did what they had to do. They played well and they, they took their chances. They looked very dangerous going forward. I'm still not convinced with their defence or midfield. I think hoybio played well and they did highlight him. And, you know, a lot of people said how well he played and um, he did play well in this game still not overly convinced, though, but no. he's, he's turning me round <laughs> um, gradually. But, um, yeah, I mean, I saw Harry Redknapp saying that Spurs could go for the title this year, and I, I think he's a little bit deluded. Front three, I think, are as good as any, but at, outside of that, I still think there's a little bit of work to do. I still think Aurier yeah, is, yeah. is, I don't know how Aurier is still playing, because he seems to be dropped all the time. And then a few months later, he'll just sort of appear again for like five or ten games. And then he'll be, I don't know whether he's injured or suspended or what. And then he just disappears again. So, yeah, we'll, um, we'll wait and see on that one. But it was, a, it was a shock result, to say the least. Man United, I think, needed a big wake-up call. Maybe this is it. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what they do manager-wise. I can't see Solskjaer being the
0: no this is what what i I mean i think i I think it, it just goes to show i think you know they what did they bid for sancho like 97 million for sancho got turned down they wanted 120 what's what's the additional 16 million you know there's nothing compared to the 97 that they were willing to put forward um it just it just for me it looks like they don't have that sort of faith in in Solskjaer and probably what they've had previous managers since failure, they just don't seem to want to sort of you know they had
1: a few flops didn't they yeah and I think they're worried that that might happen again but um yeah i i don't know much about what goes on behind the scenes at a football club but at the minute i look at man united and think you're not being well run no. there's something somewhere whether it's the scouts aren't finding the players quickly enough whether it's the draw to go to man united isn't as strong as with other clubs like liverpool or in chelsea you look out you look at what great window you had and i would always consider chelsea and man united of a similar stature from, yeah. you know, when I was growing up and watching Chelsea and Man United compete for titles. You've managed to pull off Havertz, Werner, you know, quality players. Why aren't Man United doing something similar? What What, what is stopping good players from joining them? I don't know.
0: Who knows? Who knows? But we'll, uh, we'll have to wait to see if they can bounce back. I I think they will, but, you know, they, I think they're like 16th in the table at the moment, so... But uh, it's early days, early days, so uh, we'll uh, we'll wait and see. But we'll move on to, I guess, what was the first sort of shock of of Sunday? They have to call it like Shock Sunday or something, you know, you give it a name. It was the uh, the Leicester West Ham game. Um, obviously, from a Leicester point of view, you go from beating Man City quite comfortably to, to losing to West Ham quite comfortably, so. A very, very strange result and considering West Ham aren't the most consistent team that you watch, um, you know, I think this game just goes to prove that, you know, you don't need all the possession to win games. I think Leicester had something like seventy one percent possession and didn't have a shot on target in the whole game. Um so yeah, but West Ham I thought West Ham, you know, the goals they scored they were created well. Um, but really, really poor from Leicester. Not not really what we were used to seeing. Obviously, they won their first couple of games. Um, it just looked, just looked very, you know, not like the Leicester that we've seen previous. Um, and they were really exposed at the back. And, you know, West Ham aren't known for being the most attacking side in the league, um, but certainly made the most of their chances.
1: They did. I thought the first goal summed up the whole game, really. I think West Ham were just a bit smarter. I think they just—I um, don't—I say use the dirty side of the game. I don't mean that as in they were rough. It was the the, the niggly little things that I just think they got right. You know, The yeah,
0: first,
1: yeah. first goal—it was a Leicester attack. Antonio gets the ball, buys a foul, quick free kick, and counter attack, and they ended up scoring from it. And it was very well-worked goal from West Ham's point of view. They did everything right. But, I don't know, Leicester just weren't switched on. I, don't, I just don't think they were prepared to do that, you know, to stand in front of the ball, no, yeah. take that yellow card, block that free kick. You know, that that kind of thing. Yeah. And I just think West Ham were a lot smarter. And um, Leicester, I think, maybe a bit complacent after beating Man City last week. That's what I thought, and we did yeah. speak about them last week. And everything they did right against Man City, they got... <laughs>
0: They wrong got wrong. West yeah, Ham.
1: yeah. But credit to West Ham, they played really well. Um, I did manage to watch the game. I thought it's the best game that Four nows has had in a West Ham shirt. I mean, his goal, the touch for his goal was phenomenal. It's, it's, I mean, it's come down with snow on it, and he still managed to control it into his path. It was great and um, thoroughly deserved. And it did point holes in Leicester's defence. And as Villa are playing them next. <laughs> I expect less than nine goals. Ten,
0: so uh, ten, uh, <laughs> yeah, I
1: want double yeah, figures. I just um, yeah, I I don't know where Leicester go from here really. I think the international break's come at a good time.
0: I think you hit the nail on the head there. Uh, they just looked very very complacent Leicester, and I think they almost were a bit um, should we say overconfident mm. that they probably could reduce uh, produce the same sort of. You know, result as they did against Man City. Um, But like you said, like the four nows, like you say, he had a great game. He he hasn't really shone, should we say, in a West Ham shirt. I think he, um, there was a lot, sort of, you know, a lot riding on him last season. He he didn't really have the best of games when I did see them live. Um, But yeah, I I thought overall, and, and Antonio as well.
1: Um What do you think about him for the England squad? I'm I know
0: it's too late for this round. Yeah, I think he, if you go think on he deserves form, a chance. I think if you go on form, I think he has to come in and, you know you've got to feel sorry for Danny Ings because I think the Euros would have been probably his um his spot would have been at the Euros. Obviously we wouldn't have had Kane we wouldn't have had Rashford either. So yeah. um I think for him it, it's unless he can Ings can recreate the sort of scoring he had last season, this season um, I don't think. But if you were if you were looking to to bring like that sort of third fourth striker in, I think Antonio has definitely got to be up there. You think I remember that Antonio three or four seasons ago playing right back, yeah, and then right wing, playing, yeah. and now he's playing striker. It, it's you know, yeah, he's very versatile, so he don't he doesn't have to stick to that one position, but um, Certainly knows where the net is, and uh, yeah. he's he's had a good season. I think he they need to keep him fit. I think um, if if you know if they are not going to struggle this season, it's it's probably going to be the goals that come from him that probably keep them out of that sort of relegation area.
1: I think we've but, got yeah. a good um, depth in that area of in English form strikers at the moment. Yeah, with obviously, yeah. Calvert Lewin, Ings is having a good season last year. And, you know, continuing on this year, I know he's already scored. And then, obviously, the usual suspects with Kane and Rashford. It's a good time to be an English striker in a way. Yeah, but
0: yeah.
1: you're uh, For someone like Antonio to score as many as he has and not get a chance, you, you can also argue that maybe it's not a good time.
0: But, yeah. Yeah, um, I was very impressed by him. Just, just quickly, um, just lastly, before we move on, um, Everton's transfer um, window. I think it's probably been the best in the Premier League. I'm not sure if it's definitely if not the best, second best at, at least. Uh, I think the players that they bought in were players that they actually needed. They yep. needed those players to, to you know, feed Calvert Lewin because you're actually seeing him score goals week in, week out now, and they're getting serv. He's getting service from Rodriguez. You, James just seems phenomenal at the moment. He's he's been doing everything right in that Everton shirt, so. I'm yeah, um, not saying they're right. going to finish top six, but I think they're going to be very close this season. I think they've, they've definitely bought well in this one. they've bought Godfrey now as well, just to complete that. The um Yeah. Did you see Moise uh, well, Keane's gone? He's gone out on loan. Oh, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> yeah. know he'd gone out on loan. I didn't yeah, know he, he scored. He's gone. I can't remember where he's gone, but uh, yeah, he's gone out on loan. So, yeah. Yeah, I, d- I just wanted to quickly say that because I thought... Um, I think Chelsea have bought in some, some very good players, but I thought Everton have definitely bought in the right positions that they needed to buy in. I think they've done well. I
1: think certainly outside our two teams, I'd personally, I would actually say Chelsea have the, the most positive transfer window, but yeah, um, that would you know give you too big a head. So I'll go with Everton, <laughs> yeah, I'll say that. I think <laughs> They've strengthened their midfield well, and getting yeah, Godfrey yeah. on deadline day, um, they did need a, another centre half. So, yeah, I think they've done well, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the year we're talking about James Rodriguez being up there for player of the year. I think he's been mm. phenomenal so far, and he seems to he seems to like playing under Ancelotti, yeah, yeah. and he seems to have linked up well with the players that are there. I think it's going to be a a good match.
0: Definitely right. So that's it for talking points this week, and uh, that's it for part one. In part two, uh, Liam will have a story. We've got Wonders of White. We've got a Champions League quiz and a little update on Yevol as well. So we'll be back in part two. Hello and welcome back to part two of episode four of you from the Sideline podcast. Uh, We've got a bit of a Yeovil update. Um, The National League season started again, um, kicked off on Saturday. Uh, Yeovil were on BT Sports. uh, I believe you did watch some of the game, Liam.
1: I did watch the game, yeah. It was very entertaining in the second half, I will say that, even if it wasn't the right result.
0: Yeah, so they ended up drawing two 0 You know, took the lead twice, um, but couldn't quite um, get the win. And they actually playing Worldstone tonight as well. Uh, as we record this, they are actually one 0 down. It's just coming up to half time. So uh, two promoted teams in the first two games and to not get a win that's not a good sign. <laughs> so we. But so to uh, be fair, uh,
1: I think the uh, both Kingsland goals were a little bit. Watched a national league game for a long time, but the officiating hasn't improved since I watched last time.
0: Yeah, quite clear. Yeah,
1: (laughs) but I mean, it wasn't even debatable. It was like very clear. But yeah, there we go. Let's hope they can turn it around in the second half.
0: Yeah, let's hope. It's actually on YouTube for free as well. So if you, you know. Not, uh, or not that anyone's gonna know that until tomorrow now, because obviously me saying it now isn't gonna make any any difference. So uh, yeah, but um, Liam, your story yeah. this sweet. Where are you, where are we going? Are we going abroad? Are we going yeah. Africa, <laughs> Asia? We are
1: going abroad. We're, we're 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 revisiting a country that we've actually been to oh. before. Um, do you remember the guy that was bought for a load of meat last season? Yes. Back in Romania. In in Romania, back. yeah. In, and, I, and I'm beginning to love the Romanian League more and more. It's
0: the, it's the country that keeps going.
1: <laughs> so this time we're going to the Romanian Fourth Division and back in two thousand and three I hope I'm pronouncing this right, apologies if yes. there are any Romanians out there for this. <laughs> uh so back in two thousand and three, stauer Nikolai balchescu had been threatened with expulsion from the league after a series of pitch invasions and clashes. So in order to try and compensate for this, Stow's chairman, Alexander Kringus, came up with a genius way to keep the fans from getting onto the pitch. So was it a fence? Was it police officers? Was it maybe even threatening fans with being banned? if they tried to enter the field of play. That's, well, that's no. what you
0: think. Oh, no. no. Okay. Uh-huh. The answer
1: to this conundrum, very bizarre, he built a moat around the pitch and he didn't stop there. He filled it with crocodiles. So Cringus <laughs> was quoted as saying, this is not a joke. We can get crocodiles easy enough and feed them on meat from the local abattoir." The ditch is planned to be wide enough that no one could jump over it and anyone who attempted to do so would have to deal with the crocodiles. I think the problem of fans running onto the pitch will be solved. So Cringus wasn't a complete lunatic. He made sure he built the moat far enough away from the pitch so that the players wouldn't fall into it. He even thought about the crocodiles and made sure that the water was heated by electric pipes during the cold Romanian winters. So you may not be surprised to learn that once local authorities found out about this, it got completely cancelled and he had to get rid of it. But it's the thought that counts, isn't it? You know, yeah. We've got a problem. What way to solve it? Load of hungry crocodiles. Let's get them in. But I just thought that that was absolutely genius. Yeah.
0: it is genius. What happens if we have a pitch invasion from the crocodiles? Say so that's that's going to cause problems. Well, I, I
1: don't think it happened. I don't think that they had. Yeah, never no, actually got I, to that far. You know, uh, maybe there was a guy on site. I don't. I do have think no idea. FA, I mean, it seems a roundabout way to get in the result, but there you go.
0: Do you think the FA would approve that that in this country now? Do you think we'd do? Some hungry
1: crocodiles of La Park? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I think maybe some of the Liverpool players might have jumped in at the weekend, to be honest.
0: So, <laughs> yeah. who knows? Oh, no. Well, yeah, that's another great story. Another animal-related story from Romania. Yeah. And it evolved <laughs> meat. So, both your Romanian stories have, have evolved abattoirs in some way or another. So. <laughs>
1: They have, yeah. They're
0: quite a depressing yeah. country, but they live their name. <laughs> All right. That's another good story there, Liam. Uh, we'll move on to the wonders of white. Uh, here we go. So for the first time in Premier League history, Manchester United have conceded four goals in the first half of game. Uh, a game. Three, yeah. <laughs> 3.79 average goals so far this season is the highest um, highest since 1930 31 season where it finished with an average of 3.95 goals so that must have been some season right. here we go you're going to love this one ollie watkins Yep. he is the first player to score a hat-trick against liverpool since 2010. Can you tell me which was the player that scored the last hat trick Uh, against Liverpool? I will give you a clue. He's played for Tottenham
1: and he's played for United. I think think they might have read this out um, or it might have come up on match of the day two. I think it's Berbatov. It is Berbatov. Sorry,
0: mate. That's all right. Cheated
1: a little bit there.
0: This one is for both of us because it comes from the Dutch League, my last one. Right. And we're, we're very avid Dutch League fans recently. So so this is the first time since 1969 that a Dutch team has been 4-0 up and not won the game. Oh. So at the weekend, uh, it was Sparta-Rotterdam. They played AZ Alkmaar. Uh, AZ were 4-0 up. The game ended 4-4. So AZ were actually... up within 33 minutes of the game. Missed the penalty in the 40th minute. Then conceded in the 57th and the 64th minute to make it 4-2. AZ then had a player sent off with five minutes to go. Sputter then made it 4-3 with a penalty in the 88th minute before completing the comeback to make it 4-0 in the 90th minute. Love
1: it. Absolutely love it. I love a game like that.
0: So, uh, yeah, so it's all about missing that penalty in the 40th minute. They could have gone 5-0 yeah. up at halftime. But maybe, instead
1: of... maybe we could bring in, like, Chris's game of the week. I think that's so, a great yeah. little feature there. Could that
0: would could definitely be included in that one. 4-4. Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah so uh, not not overly known for its goals, the Dutch league, I must say, unless you're PSV Ajax or a fair nod, but... Uh, yeah, it's uh, what a cracking very game in, so, yeah, Right. It's Champions League quiz time and I'm not looking forward to this.
1: <laughs> yeah. Five questions right, all about okay. the Champions League. None of them Aston Villa related. You'll
0: is it sort of historical Champions League or is it to do with this Champions League? Uh, uh,
1: mostly this Champions
0: Okay, okay. A couple
1: of oldies, but yeah, um, all guessable, I think. So we'll start off with the first question. Who is the only player to have won the Champions League with three different teams? Now, I can give you a clue because I thought that was a little bit difficult.
0: Right, okay. So I'm going
1: to give you the teams that he won it with. We just mentioned one of them Ajax, Real Madrid, and AC Milan.
0: Ajax, Real Madrid, and AC Milan. Can I, can I ask for another? Is this recent or is this like 90s?
1: Uh, He has retired now, okay. but he was probably still playing 10 years ago, I would say.
0: Not for I life. think he was
1: maybe he was, would have been at the end of his career, probably around 2010.
0: 2011 let
1: me let me just see i'm gonna see when he retired from.
0: is it in that was that his team is in
1: that order Yeah. okay
0: i'll right.
1: give you that so he retired oh he actually retired in 2014 but he retired from any serious teams in 2012 he left milan in 2012
0: okay uh, my head's gone, mate. I, I think if it's Ajax first. It's gone, mate. It's gone. I can't think of it. It's fine.
1: It's Clarence Sadoff. Seidorf.
0: Oh, Fucker. That was the one person I was thinking of.
1: It's always worth uh, a go. Yeah. It's always worth yeah. a guess. Um. So, uh, if you didn't get on with that one, I will give you another clue for this one. Then. So, which outfield player has yeah. appeared in the Champions League final in three, three different decades? And those decades are the 90s, the noughties and the 10. And if you're struggling with that, I'll, I'll give you another. He's a one club player. he's
0: a one club player. Maldini.
1: Ooh, good guess, actually. I didn't even think about that. It would be the obvious choice. No, it's Ryan Giggs.
0: Giggs.
1: I thought you might get that because you played them in one of the finals. Yeah, I was
0: just thinking more Milan because I know they would have... All right. So
1: they get a little bit easier, don't worry. So who were the first UK team to win the European Cup as it was back then?
0: Oh, my God, I actually don't even have a clue. not got a clue. Um,
1: the clue is the first UK
0: team. Yeah, so I'm thinking probably Celtic.
1: Bingo, Celtic. Well done. First one right. Yeah. Uh says, the question number four, who is the only Romanian team to win the European Cup? I thought a little bit of a link with the story in Romania. I'm obsessed at the minute.
0: Romania um, well there's only really a, there's only so the European Cup did you say or a European Cup
1: the European Cup so this was I'll get you a year I think it was at some point in the 80s yeah. uh, let me have a look sorry I'm quickly googling mm-hmm. Uh so they won it, European Trophy, in 1985-86. I'll, 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 I'll
0: just go for the obvious, stay at Bucharest. Bucharest, this is the obvious one. I, mean, I, can't, yeah. I can't think of any other big Romanian it's, team from that. It is, yeah,
1: it yeah. is style Bucharest. But yeah. the reason I put it in is because they've apparently changed names now. So I've always known them as Stau or Bucharest, Star. but they're, yeah. now they're just FCSB. So there you go. I
0: actually did F- know that. I did know that because I saw it on Football Manager.
1: Every <laughs> Everything we learn, we learn from Football Manager. Yeah. So that's two questions right out of four. So this one to give yourself above average. So you'll be pleased to know this is multiple choice. How many yeah. Champions League games did it take Cristiano Ronaldo to score his first Champions League goal? Is it A B, 17
0: or C 27? I no, I'll just go down the middle, mate. You're going
1: to plump for B? Yeah. It's actually C. 27, 27 games it took him to score, and now he's the leading goal scorer in Champions League history took him 27 games to get his first goal
0: Blimey. imagine how many he'd be on now if he didn't have
1: to uh... yeah. I just yeah. thought that was quite a, a, an amazing stat I just uh, I mean he just scores in every game doesn't yeah. he to not oh, score yeah, does, in the first it. 27 so there you go 2 yeah. out of 5 this week maybe I made him a bit a bit too difficult as yeah. as I usually do but well done that's alright well I'm pretty, pretty
0: happy team. pretty happy with that so yeah Right. Like, Anything else, mate? 7-2, uh, Chris.
1: That's all, I've, that's all I've been
0: saying for the last 48 so, hours. Yeah, seven two. I think we just leave it on there just so you can have the last word. Sort of <laughs> so, all right, but we'll be back next week.